0: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Here we are, back with another episode of Free Kicks after taking, uh, uh, can we call it our summer break?
1: Sure, that's good.
0: <laughs> because after the World Cup, we needed to relax. And take some time off of soccer. Of course, Adam, as the uh, Illinois director of coaching, never takes a break from soccer. It is his life. He does (laughs) it every day, all the time. But as a fan, you must admit the weekend that the Premier League season starts is really an exciting time, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And and it was actually a little different this year because we started on a Friday afternoon. So it made the weekend even longer with the Man United game.
0: Well, now we but, have a chance to play our uh, our Premier League audio. So let's do that. Right. Premier League football. What's happening
1: on the pitch?
0: So in order to say what's happening on the pitch, as the audio man says, I... Um, <laughs> it's it's time for you to explain something you know what i've got to you're going to play another clip we're just going clip happy here right now i'm going to play the uh the uh, foreign uh, tradition one here we go and now explain that foreign tradition please because before we start discussing the premier league at all we need to explain the foreign tradition known as the transfer window because a lot of uh Premier League fans, uh, casual fans, people in America who are just catching on to this incredible league don't quite understand how that works. So why don't you explain right. it?
1: Yeah, so um, and it's a little different uh, in terms of the, the deadline, but the, basically the transfer window is up until a certain point, which I think was up to uh, August the 8th for the English Premier League teams that's when they have to stop signing and buying players. and So there was obviously a little bit of a frenzy there the last few days in terms of getting players in and trying to unveil them before they get ready for the season. So that transfer window closes for the rest of the year and then will reopen in January for a short amount of time as well and then they'll close again. So that way you know teams just can't keep buying plays whenever they want to so that's that's the biggest reason why they do it
0: so um just from somebody who has uh experience with the more american way of doing like trades and things like that you know with a baseball or football um, yeah it's not really like that in soccer although it kind of is there's explain that somebody can be on loan somebody can be um bought uh do the does the player get to pick whether or not he wants to go does that up to the club how does that work
1: yeah. It, it it again. It changes a little bit. So let's, let's just use for example the Chelsea's new goalkeeper um, keeper Arisabalaga. Balaga. <laughs> Hopefully I said that right. <laughs> We're just going to call him keeper, <laughs> aren't we? Just a night nightmare. Yeah. Just go call, call him keeper. And we got we got Dave and keeper the two the two long names in Chelsea. But um, but yeah. So what ends up happening is so for him he actually had a clause in his contract where a team would if they wanted to come in they'd have to pay a certain amount. So. They actually had this buyout clause, so there was 72 million, uh, seventy-two million pound buyout clause, which he actually paid himself, which is absolutely amazing when you think about that. Wow! And then he, and then he was signed for seventy-one point six million, and I'm sure within that chunk of change, there was quite a bit of money that goes to him. I think they say about thirty percent of the transfer goes directly to the player. I uh, see. I,
0: so you hear somebody is like a. A hundred million dollar transfer, that doesn't
1: mean he's getting a hundred million. No, exactly. So there's there's the money that transfers between the clubs. So there's that monetary exchange and as you probably are aware, and I'm sure this happens here in the States too, there's an agent that gets a good chunk of money as well right. for his work. And then then the player will get that. And then they sign their contract. And then obviously it's up to the team to pay him what it is. And they'll sign three, four, five-year contracts, sometimes two-year contracts, similar to what you see here in the States with basketball players like Carmelo Anthony, for example, signing – I think he's going to sign for like $2.4 million this year, whatever it is. Um, so depending on how much it is. But, you know, some of these players are getting some serious money. Like Eden Hazard, he's making, you know, close to $30 million, uh, a season, uh, pretty much a year in terms of what's going on. Now, as a Chelsea fan, that probably is
0: uh, huge news for you that he did not leave because there was big rumblings after the World Cup that uh, Hazard was going uh, to Real Madrid.
1: Didn't happen. Yeah. They didn't happen. I'm still a little worried though yeah. because um, <laughs> there's uh, still a few days left in the rest of the world deadline. So England closes a little bit earlier, and then I actually heard something today, Uh-oh. little breaking news that that Real Madrid might be coming in with a 200 million pound offer. So I'm a little worried. Uh, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that uh, this doesn't happen and. Uh, We've already lost the goalkeeper, obviously. Courtois is already gone. Right. I, think, I think they've tried to kind of massage Hazard a little bit with them making him captain. And I know he didn't play on the weekend, but... Um, well, he you know, did come in the, at the end of the game. Yeah, came in at the end, that's true. He didn't play much, should I say. Um, but uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, he stays. So but we'll see. when he did
0: come in, uh, it was like uh, men against boys. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. he's that good. He is that yeah. good of a player. You just immediately the whole game changed
1: when he came in the game.
0: So we yeah. oh, don't want to
1: lose him. I oh, know that would be a major, major problem. I think if we if we do lose him, so keep our fingers crossed that uh, that he does that it stays there. Well, let's talk about uh,
0: the the biggest, uh, most important arrivals and departures as far as you're concerned that came in the league this year. Before we get into our preview of the season, a recap of this first weekend's games, um, this, the teams have changed a bit. Although not, I, I don't think they really changed that much. There wasn't a huge amount of turnover.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's always teams that bring players in because they have the money. Um, you know, if you look at the, the top six teams, probably the team that probably was, did the most business was probably Liverpool in terms of bringing players in Um, you know I think I think they've really improved themselves and uh, I know we'll talk about predictions here a little bit later but they I think they're going to be a really tough a top team to beat and, and what was really good about what they did is they they did some things to make them better in positions where they were not very good. Ultimately, right. the most important position for them, which killed them, was the goalkeeper. So yeah. they, brought, they brought in a $60 million goalkeeper. That's going to help them. There's no question. And they also brought in Shakiri who, if
0: you were watching the World Cup, was uh, uh, one of the key players for Switzerland. Um, Correct. And, that, and last year, was, was he with Stoke City last year? Or?
1: Yep. Stoke City. That's yeah. right. Yep. But he's yeah, an exciting
0: then, player. I mean, he, he was kind of lost there in Stoke City. You put him in with those other guys, those other attacking players on Liverpool and holy mackerel. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's probably, realistically, he's a player that's probably going to come in off the bench a lot of the yeah, time. You know, right. he's, that, he's that guy. I mean, it's going to be tough to, to replace that front three. And then they've also you know, signed Naby Keita, which is going to be a really good signing. I think they really like him a lot. And Fabinho uh, from Monaco and uh, Keita from uh, uh, Red Bull Leipzig. So those guys are really going to help. So in terms of quality, those four players are probably the best value that anybody could get. I mean, obviously it cost them a, a huge amount of money. So that gives you an idea of the commitment that the club's making. Everyone wants to play for the hugging German. that's (laughs)
0: that's <laughs> it what seems it is, like it. Uh, is to great. me the the uh the most uh interesting move was mares going to manchester city because yes. that team was already just ridiculously stocked the best season in premier league history and then they add the former player of the year from what two three years ago i mean it wasn't yeah. that long ago and
1: add him to the mix it's almost unfair yeah. I I totally agree Um, I think he's again another player that's probably uh, maybe at the beginning might be kind of forced you know maybe sitting on the bench a little bit but coming in but what a player to bring in off the bench yeah And, uh, yeah, he's going to be a really good addition. I I think he's one of those players that can change games, and I think he's going to force his way into the lineup. And even just when you think about the depth of the squad, that's why they probably didn't sit, you know, they really didn't need to, to bring in too many players just because they have so many solid players already. And you saw that this weekend. You know, they had quite a few players. Silva didn't play. De Bruyne didn't play. Jesus didn't play. And they still beat Arsenal. Arsenal comfortably. They
0: didn't start.
1: I mean, they <laughs> exactly their their bench was better than both teams <laughs> combined out there. Exactly. And and that nobody and it, and they didn't skip a beat. You know, they they played exceptionally well. So yeah, amazing.
0: All right. So so have we missed anyone big? I don't think we've really missed any. Any big uh, transfers? I know there's a a German back in the league, Andre Schurrle. Yes, uh, playing with Fulham. for one of the the new teams. Fulham is that
1: what? He yeah, is? Fulham. Yep, yeah. they're playing. He's playing with Fulham. A former Chelsea player. Yeah, yep. he's good. And uh, he's getting
0: I up there. I think he's like thirty something years old now. So it may not be quite yeah. the you know move it would have been four or five years ago, but
1: yeah yeah he wasn 't quite as good uh last the last couple of years. I think in England he had a really good time with chelsea and uh obviously didn 't even make the uh, you know the squad this year for the world cup but, right um, but yeah I think he 's going to be a nice addition. Uh, West Ham made some nice um, additions In terms of their team They've got a new manager as well uh, So they, they enhanced their squad a little bit In, in adding some players That I think are going to help them And uh, Diop who's from Toulouse And Fabianski who you probably saw In the World Cup a little bit Anyway he's the Polish goalkeeper mm-hmm. And then Yarmolenko from Dortmund as well So yeah I think um, So there was a lot of teams That added some bits and pieces um, I think um teams that you're going to probably really going to want to watch is obviously obviously the top 6 that are going to be there and then we'll you know we'll talk a little bit about the newcomers as well.
0: Okay, let's talk about the uh the top picks. Let's uh let's do our picks for this year because uh in the top 6 are the top 6. I don't think anyone's going to break into that group, do you? No,
1: I don't think so. I think I think you pretty much got there. My, my concern for one of the teams might be Arsenal to maybe drop out. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried that with them, I, I think Chelsea's done enough to push themselves back up in that group again. Um, and then everybody else is a, is the same. But that sixth spot might be with the Arsenal with the new manager. That might be a little bit of a question mark.
0: They, so we'll did, see. Look, um, they did look a little shaky yesterday. when they're, they're trying to play out from the back now. And yeah. they've got the you know the old uh, goalkeeper Peter Check back there, right? Yeah, and yeah. he looks like he's never done it before.
1: I will tell you, it looked a little shaky. <laughs> Nearly scored an own goal there. <laughs> I know it was, it was like it sack. was like me Woof. in there. <laughs> 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 exactly. So it was just like, wow, what's going on there? But yeah, I think that's going to take a little while, and I think uh, they've got a tough little stretch here at the beginning. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the pressure might be on the new manager. After having uh, Wenger there for 22, 23 years, they're going to have a hard time with the new manager trying to adapt to his new way of playing, which is much more of a high-press type of a system. I just don't know if that's going to work. Ozil's not much of a presser. He's not that type of a guy. He's not going to be the one chasing things down. Same thing with a couple of the other players they have. So, you know, we'll see. See how it goes.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's hear your top four picks.
1: All right, so I think the top two, Man City and Liverpool. I think Liverpool is going to be quite a bit closer to Man City. I still think Man City's going to win it. And then obviously, my heart, I think Chelsea's got. They've made enough acquisitions there to maybe sneak in at third. And then I'm going to say Man United for fourth. So that's dropping Spurs out. I think Spurs, with not making any signings this year, yeah, might. Might uh, they might fade a little bit? I mean, they're going to be close, knocking on the door, but they're going to fade. They are moving into the new stadium right. uh, in September, which is going to be that's going to be awesome. Which uh, is awesome. why they haven't spent any
0: money, right? Because they've been yeah. spending so much money on that stadium.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I was looking at it yesterday, and sixty-two thousand seat stadium, and they're actually going to be hosting two NFL games there every year. So what, what's going to happen is they have this surface where it kind of moves off. Basically, they kind of drop off the grass and then this turf kind of raises up. Wow. It's like a, they've got like a turf field underneath the grass field. It's how gonna cool be, is that? At, yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. Uh, so they're going to have some NFL games there, which are, that'll be kind of interesting to see how it all kind of pans out. But I'm excited for September, middle of September. They play Liverpool first game there. So that's gonna yeah. be, that'll, that'll be a good one to watch.
0: So my my top four. Uh, I'm I'm picking Liverpool to win it. I, I I know that Man City is looks like they're unbeatable, but it's been a long time since a team has repeated as champions of the Premier League, and yeah, and Liverpool yeah. seems like they're hungry for it. If they can stop losing <laughs> to like the lesser teams, um, I really think this is their year. So I'm going I'm going Liverpool first, and Man City. And, okay. then, and then Man United. And I've got Chelsea as number four. I also picked Tottenham to drop off. Yeah, that's good.
1: <laughs> Think the same way. That's good. That's a good thing.
0: So let's hear your bottom three, because that uh, it, when you watch the top six play against uh, some of the also-rans, which happened this weekend, you realize that the difference in quality is enormous from top yes. to bottom these days. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think when you look at the two teams that I thought were the worst over the weekend, probably Cardiff. Yeah. And, Hudders- and Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Are pretty rough. Terrible. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. They look pretty rough against a Chelsea team that's, you know, still figuring things out. So I think those two for sure in my opinion, are down. And then I think it's going to be a little bit of a crapshoot with everything else, with, with teams that could potentially, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of teams fighting to stay in. Um, I hate to say this, but, you know, I, I'm a little worried for Newcastle United. I really? think they Yeah, just because they didn't spend any money. And I'm just a little worried with the owner, with what's going on. And then, you know, again, Southampton, they were struggling down the bottom as well last year. Right. So, um, I'm going to think for, from a third team that's going to go down, I'm probably going to say Southampton and Huddersfield and Cardiff. Okay. We have the same three. <laughs> so, okay. Uh,
0: I hate to see Southampton go down, but uh, th- they haven't really done anything. Um, and. What always bothered me about that team is that they seem to care more about selling their players than putting out yeah. a good product. Yeah. And at some point that has to catch up to you. At some yes. point you have to try to win on the field as opposed mm-hmm. to in your pocketbook. Sure, sure.
1: I oh, know I agree. and I'm, I'm looking at their transfer group now. I mean, they brought in five players, four of them I really don't know at all. And then one player that came in was actually – um, a former Liverpool player. So they actually have reversed it <laughs> a little bit. So before they were losing all their players to Liverpool. Yeah. Now Danny Ings, who went there, he's just there on loan for this year. At least I was going to say, I, I,
0: I hadn't heard that. So that's a that's a good signing, right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And he's just on loan. So yeah. he's there for the year. But but they've lost a lot of players. And uh, they really haven't replaced with too much quality in terms of what they got. So yeah, I think it's going to be a struggle for, them. and certainly how this field Explain the whole on loan, uh, concept because yes. that
0: is a really foreign, uh, tradition uh, as far as America is concerned.
1: Yeah. I think mean, typically a player will go in. So for example, if again, they have to do it before the transfer deadline, um, what will end up happening. So for example, like Danny Ings, he, he's obviously struggling to get into the team at Liverpool and who wouldn't, but, um, You know, he's not playing much, so Liverpool said, okay, we'll send you to Southampton for the year. You can get some games in, and then we'll bring you back, see how you do next year. And so that's typically what happens. And uh, typically it's, uh, I think the clubs normally split it half and half in terms of wages. That's the part I I was wondering about. Yeah, so they split it half and half, and uh, there's really no um, transfer fee or anything like that. It's just uh, hey, we'll give you this player, you give 'em you pay their wages for, you know, half and we'll do the other half and we'll be good to go. So that's typically well, it's, what it's happens.
0: Almost, it's almost condescending. It's like uh <laughs> Hey, you know. You little team out there, you need some help. <laughs>
1: yeah, Help I, develop our player for us, and, it, then, and, it, and then we'll take him back. Well, it, and it's funny you say that because that happens a lot. You know, sometimes they will do that. And when you look at, you know, like Chelsea, they're renowned for sending all their young players on loan. You know, I'll give an example. Matt Miazga, a U.S. soccer player who they signed from Red Bulls a few years ago, He's uh, he's now – on his second team that he's been loaned out to. I think he's out in uh, France playing for Nantes. He was playing in, in Holland uh, the previous year. So you know, they may not see the first team at Chelsea for five, six years or right. at least get a sniff at it, and then sometimes they don't even get there and then they actually ship them off completely. Because so, it yeah. is
0: a double-edged sword for some of these uh, players that are up-and-comers to sign with huge clubs because yeah. uh, they may not get to play for that club at all.
1: Right. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. It takes a little while. And and it can go both ways, too. Like, I'll give you an example of Alexander Mitrovic, who played for Fulham last year. He was on loan with them from Newcastle, had a great year for Fulham and uh, ended up signing with them. So which was great. So that's a good move for him. And Newcastle t- didn't need them, And so they ended up shipping them off. So sometimes it can work really well for them as long as they want to make sure that they can get back. You know, if there's always that option for the team to bring them back if they need it.
0: All right. So let's talk about the games that happened this first weekend. And by the way, just uh, as somebody who is relatively new to following the premier league, but I've only been following it for, you know, four or five years, the excitement level at the beginning of the season I, I just I, I was so excited. I watched a three hour special about uh, nice. you know the transfer window and all the players coming in and there, there was a clock rolling on the side. I have never been this into a foreign uh, sport league in my life. And I, I think I like it more now than I like any American leagues, <laughs> uh, including baseball, which was my sport for years. And that's how that's how into this I am now. I am absolutely
1: loving it. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you're a believer. I'm glad, it's great. That's just awesome. So that's
0: really good. So great first weekend for the big teams. Right. Yeah. They all won. Yep. Except Arsenal, but they were playing against one of the other big teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I would say I, I don't know if there's really anything of note about any of those games except Liverpool looks unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool looked really good. I thought Man City looked good. Yeah. Pleasant, pleasantly surprised with my Chelsea Looks yeah. uh, pretty decent considering all of the things that have been going on with them. Um, I think Tottenham were okay. Right. And, and, and Man United squeaked out a win as well at the beginning. So um, in terms of the lower level groups, I think I think I was impressed with Wolverhampton, Wanderers and Everton. That was a decent game.
0: Yes. Um, yes. I um, thought the whole uh, Wolverhampton uh, uh, beginning of the game. Did you see that?
1: I didn't see the beginning. I kind oh of caught it. God. Right. It yeah. was
0: like uh, it was like the beginning of the Olympics. It was like <laughs> a, a full show with fireworks and. Uh, You know, the crowd was so excited. I mean, it's been a while since they've been in the uh, in the
1: Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're excited. It's great. Uh,
0: And they spent a ton of money. They have some real high caliber players on that team.
1: Yeah, no. What's what, what they've done is they've kind of gone a different direction, and I really like the way they play too. They've gone with this Portuguese. They've got a lot of yeah. Portuguese players, and, and uh, the Ruben, yeah, and, and 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 Santo Espirito Santo is the coach, yeah, and. Uh, the the player Ruben Neves, who scored that free kick there, whew, he's a player. Wow. I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be one of the top players in the league this year. He can flat out play. Uh, he was last year was just heads and shoulders above everybody else in the championship in that in the first division there. But uh, yeah, he's going to be really good. Is he also at definitely Portuguese? Worth watching. He's Portuguese too, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the next wave of Portuguese players are coming through. So, we'll see now that Ronaldo's kind of uh, slowing down a bit, yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see.
0: Yeah, he's yesterday's news now, he's he's in Italy, <laughs> no one yeah. even cares anymore. That's uh, right. All right, so um, I have uh, another foreign tradition you need to explain. Hang on, I'll play okay. the audio. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So, I happen to love the uh, the announcers on an uh, NBC on M- or whatever they call it NBC Sports um yeah. Arlo is the best yeah and every time he uh says a game there's at least one thing that I've never heard before and this week he said coming to you live from the commentary gantry what does mm-hmm. that
1: mean <laughs> well really the gantry is basically the area where they're sitting watching the game. So where the commentators actually sit. So many years ago, back before the Premier League even started, you know, sometimes they'd be sitting on some scaffolding where they'd kind of be on a couple of chairs, it'd be freezing cold, no protection, and they're sitting up there commentating the game. So I think that's really the, the term that's kind of stuck with everybody. But the gantry is just really the area where the commentators sit.
0: Okay, there you go. I've learned something new. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about uh, what's going on around here, and we have uh, audio for that too. In this country, we call it Soccer Partner. So, Adam, of course, is the uh, director of coaching uh, of Illinois uh, uh, Youth Soccer Association. So. He, uh, he's a busy man and, uh, this week he saw some sights. Why don't you tell us about what you were up to this weekend?
1: Yeah. So it's been a busy week in terms of coaching education, um, was all over the state. We spent a lot of time down in Southern Illinois in the last few weeks. We did a C license in Granite city. In fact, uh, you'll like this. I was there the same day that Donald Trump was in town on wow. Thursday. So uh, luckily, we was able to avoid all of the traffic. <laughs> what a nightmare that was! Uh, we kind of worked our way around it. I mean, I think he was there for two hours, but the, the, everything stood still for for Mister Trump. Well, but for, um, Granite but yeah. City
0: is a soccer powerhouse. They have been right. for years and years and years.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we kind of looked at the facilities and checked everything out a little bit, and all that area in Southern Illinois. Yeah, Granite City's always been good. Edwardsville. Uh, they have some really nice facilities, um, but yeah, it's 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 a great area for soccer, obviously in that Metro East area. And actually, I was lucky enough to go watch a, a St. Louis FC game, which is they play in the lower level divisions of of US soccer, and a great little atmosphere watching that game. Four thousand people at the game, and uh, I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, so being busy with coaching education, with the C license, and then we was down in Murfreesboro this past weekend. Uh, teaching some uh, coaching courses down there, keeping busy with that. And, and in preparation for all of the coaches who are getting ready for their season. Um, so they're all getting ready. They'll be starting up here after Labor Day with their seasons. Um, but one thing I did want to mention was um, August 26th uh, on uh, Sunday morning in Schomburg at the Indoor Sports Center, where we're actually going to be hosting a little coaching clinic. Uh, myself and associate director of coaching Mark Razusevsky and then maybe a a, a potential guest coach will come in but we'll be running a little clinic from 8 to noon so if if coaches want to come along they just got to sign up through our website through the coaches club and uh, they'll get four hours of some coaching and uh, get some nice little freebies as well so hopefully coaches can come out for that And those coaching
0: clinics are, are, are excellent. I've, I've attended a few of them and people that uh, have not gone to them should, should check them out because uh, it's free. Right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, in fact, what we actually have, this is slightly different. They just become a coach's club member. So very minimal cost. uh, But then they actually get free access to all of these. So um, then we'll give them a little coach's notebook, t-shirt, all kinds of goodies. And uh, then they get to go to all of these for the rest of the year, which is nice. So we're going to try and put on two or three every year. So, yeah, that'll be good for them.
0: Okay. It's uh, time for your TV tip. Hang on for the audio. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Tip, tip. Okay, Adam. Uh, Premier League's back. Lots of games going on. Which is the one we absolutely cannot miss?
1: Well, I think uh, not. That I want to be biased, but I think this is out of all the games. Wait, I was wait. Looking at all... Let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a shocker, but it's a Chelsea game. Okay. I know, but it is definitely the best game of the weekend. It's Chelsea versus Arsenal on Saturday. I think it's a slightly later kickoff, so you won't have to wake up at a ridiculous time to watch it uh, because it may be a 10, 30, 11 o'clock kickoff, which would be good. Uh, But, yeah, I think this is going to be a big game. I think it's going to be a really big game for both teams. Um, I think for Arsenal, obviously, coming off the loss, if they do lose, I think it's going to put a little bit of pressure on the manager, Uh, you know, losing your first two games. You could be bottom of the league, I hate to say it. And then if Chelsea gets a a big win, it's going to be sending out a bit of a statement to the rest of the league saying, hey, look, we're a top 14 this year. Hopefully uh, we can uh, come back and do well. So, yeah, I think it'll be a good game to watch. Uh, a lot of the other games seem like it's, uh, you know, not maybe quite as exciting, but Chelsea
0: Arsenal on Saturday will be a good one. You know, uh, before we uh, before we say goodbye, I wanted to, to mention something I saw in the uh, Man United game. Uh, Pogba. So uh, did you see that game at all?
1: I did. I did watch that one. Yeah.
0: So when when there was a penalty kick early on in the game, uh, Pogba and Alexi Sanchez, actually kind of got into a fight about who was going to take the penalty i've, I've yeah. never seen that before yeah because yeah. usually the coach is like yelling from the sidelines you know you know number six or whoever is going to take that um, sure but this sure. time they were like i oh, know i'm taking let me take it don't you take it
1: yeah. yeah yeah that's funny you know and it's it's interesting i actually i was i heard something about that afterwards was that I guess they don't have a designated penalty kick taker. It's whoever feels they want, whoever feels like they want it. So I guess Pogba, who's the captain now, said, hey, I'm taking it. So, okay, all right, fair enough.
0: Because that and, Jose Mourinho uh, was a hack.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But a nice penalty, though, slotted it away well, so it was a good one. That's true. Missed, you you know, would have Pogba's missed. You know, Pogba's
0: like, hey, who won the World Cup, you or me?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was there. You wasn't. Remember that. that exactly. Don't forget that.
0: <laughs> All right. So, anyway, we are back now. Uh, we've got a 38 week season, and we're going to try to cover it as much as we can. And uh, we're here uh, with a show called Free Kicks. The executive producer of the podcast is Tony Lasano of Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks